Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, would you eat a pickle pizza? Um, I've actually wanted to try that, but I haven't really sought it out actively. Um, a few years ago, a bunch of places started doing getting the, on the pickle craze. Getting on the pickle train, yeah. <laughs> it was, but I haven't had it yet. Okay, I haven't tried it either. Uh, you know, depending on how it's done, I might be interested. But if you're just slapping pickles on a regular pizza, probably not my thing. <laughs> and and you know, uh, I enjoy pickles, and I sometimes do weird things uh, with with how I prepare uh, certain things, like the peanut you, butter sandwich one. Well, I'm the one that actually got you started on uh, peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. People I, thought I might be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, somebody, one of my friends when I was a kid, uh, literally a kid, um, said, have you ever tried it? And I'm like, no, that sounds awful. But they talked to me into taking a bite and it was really good. And it's not something I make often, but uh, when we were making homemade pickles, when we had the garden in our backyard and the time to do it, mm-hmm. I talked you into trying one, and you were sold. Uh, and one rule here, I'm team dill. I do not like sweet pickles See, very I much. I don't mind them very, you know, I don't eat pickles super often anyways. Like, I don't like them on my sandwiches unless it's like a peanut butter and pickle sandwich and it's the main component. But like, if I'm getting a burger, I'm going to get it without the pickles. Yeah, I know you, you, you're you very adamant about not having them on a burger. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of, uh, it, it it mixes with everything and uh, it's just not my favorite. And it can Muddies make, it up. Yeah, it can make the bread soggy. But uh, if you're a lover of pickles, then you will probably rejoice at the there is going to be a festival in Berrien Springs. Yep, as the name suggests, it will feature all things pickle related. In fact, last year they brought it back after a 16 year hiatus. Um, so that I, I had never heard of it before, but it's Me either. probably because they haven't done it for a long time up until last year. The success of their return has encouraged the festival organizers to keep their digi- tradition going uh, once again for 2022. The details are sparse, but here's what we know. It's going to take place on July 4th, and there's a new pickle recipe contest this year, and they are currently looking for craft and food vendors. Hmm, That's got my brain thinking, because I do have a pickle recipe that people have told me is really, really good. Well, you know, you were very fortunate, though. It, <laughs> it actually is two different recipes that come from two different relatives of yours that, that you combined and then added uh, one thing that's kind of your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, it may have perfected the recipe. It Well, it did for me. Um, I, I'm going to try to remember it. I, sh- I wanted to grab it before the show, but I just I didn't have time. I have, It's on a little piece of paper written and scribbled. Which you've taken and, a picture of a few times. <laughs> I do, and I have it somewhere. But um, and, and we had a lot of the work parts when we lived on, up at that farm on the Thumb area that helped. I didn't have to go to the store and get no, very much. No. They, they had the grape leaves, which you line the bottom and the top. Um, they had the cucumbers, of mm-hmm. course. They had the dill. Yeah. And uh, they had other peppers and onions and things like that. I think all I had to buy was the garlic. Right. And then the the thing I did different is I didn't use the pickling salt. I used regular kosher salt. Yes. And it made them crisper. It did. And I also added jalapenos 
yeah. in it. Uh, cut the jalapenos with some seeds and to add a little bit of spice. Right. Which And you can eat those uh, pickled oh, jalapenos. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. Um, but, uh, I mean, that wasn't the first thing we would eat. They mm. they really do keep the heat. Because remember, we made uh, pickled jalapenos for my father. <laughs> we intentionally tried to make those as spicy as possible. Yeah, I have a gift. Yeah. I have a gift for identifying uh, super spicy jalapenos at the store. And uh, <laughs> so I, I used that gift to pick out the spiciest of the spices because he says that, uh, you know, he's not easily affected by the heat. Um, but of course, I wanted to challenge that. <laughs> and it was a successful challenge. It he, was. He said they were, well, I tested one after we got done. They were ridiculously them and, yeah, hot. I was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he brought him to work to challenge his coworkers when he, you know, he's retired now, but he brought him to work and challenged some of his coworkers to give it a try. And apparently they were too hot for everybody. Yep. And I would, God, I would love to make the pickles again, but again, I don't have the resources that we had up there. I'd have to really Oh, we could hit a farmer's out. market and do that. But uh, part yeah. of this pickle festival is also they're going to do a, a 5K run and walk, and that'll happen on June 18th uh, during the pickle preview weekend. Um, since uh, they have a few months out before the festival, um, the information on that's even a little bit vague still. But you can read more about this and you can get in touch with uh, the event page by going to 953wbck.com. And if they don't have a pickleball tournament at this, I'll be very disappointed. Ah. <laughs> it is. We have uh, a big tornado drill this afternoon. Yeah, a statewide tornado drill taking place this afternoon. Not all communities participated. Um, I know in the past, Battle Creek has not uh, participated in it. I have not heard uh, whether they are today or not. I should have probably asked about that. Well, we posted on Facebook a link, uh, which we're going to be talking about here. And there were a few people that commented and said Battle Creek is not participating. They usually don't yeah. uh, because they do a, a monthly test as it is. Uh, a lot of communities do that as well. Um, I know growing up in Three Rivers at high noon every day, they, they uh, tested that alarm, you know, and I don't know if they still do that or not. I know Kalamazoo is participating today. Um, I don't know about other West Michigan communities. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's part of Severe Weather Awareness Week, which we're in the middle of. It goes from the 20th of March to the 26th. And along with communities, uh, some of them uh, getting their sirens going, there will be alerts sent out on NOAA weather radios and on local TV and radio stations. Uh, the Michigan State Police Emergency Management and Homeland Security Division is calling on residents to participate. Yeah, and uh, they said that last summer in Michigan, we saw some uh, devastating impacts of severe weather from flooding to tornadoes and straight line winds. Of course, uh, even my sister's home yeah, yeah, was uh, damaged pretty badly in some big storms that moved through Michigan. Yep. Um, so now is the time to take steps to prepare and protect your home, your family, your pets. Uh, it's a good day to come up with a plan and to put it into practice even. Yep, and we do have some tips, a whole list of them you can find at 953wbck.com on uh, different ways you can be ready for a tornado or straight line winds. It's not just twisters. Uh, we get some strong straight line winds sometimes and they can actually uh, be worse and hit a wider area. So, you know, and we uh, we've been talking about, uh, of course, there's been some crazy weather this week and uh, a red truck. There's a video and uh, all you have to look up is a red truck, Texas tornado. And you're going to see this truck get flipped over and then back up again. Uh, The driver survived it. He was in the vehicle trying to drive. He survived and supposedly a a young man in his late teens, early 20s. Uh, But uh, that is one tough truck. Yeah. And one tough person, too. 
Absolutely. Uh, right now it is cloudy, 44 degrees, and feels like 36. And uh, today we'll have more rain showers and a chance for a few <laughs> I thunderstorms. You, you <laughs> I looked at the time. You did the weather out of order. All right. We'll get back on track and be back. <laughs> But first, we're going to talk with Nicole Yeager and Sylvia Mass, who are going to be embarking on a cross-country bike ride later this year for a very important cause. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. All right. I'm glad to have both of you here. And uh, they got up very early this morning because they are in San Diego, California. And what time <laughs> is it there right now? About four in the morning? Uh, 5.10 in the morning. Oh, I did my math wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> Three hours behind us. Uh, but we really appreciate you uh, getting up early uh, to talk to us um, about this ride for Poppy, uh, which is uh, in memory of your father, Nicole. And uh, so we want to ask a few questions uh, about this, how about how this developed. Uh, of course, we mentioned you currently live in California, but have roots in Battle Creek. So can you give us a little bit of a background on your life yeah i was i was born and raised in battle creek and spent about 30 years there and um, i'm a graduate of lakeview high school and i've been living in san diego for over 15 years and uh, i'm sure you like the weather there probably better than the michigan weather a little bit Absolutely no complaints. I've shoveled plenty of snow in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't miss that either, but I'm not sure if I'm willing to trade it for earthquakes yet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, one way or the other. I'll I'll take the beautiful. I'll take the beautiful scenery and the gorgeous weather. I'm going to go off the path a little bit and ask both of you, have you experienced any earthquakes there that were somewhat significant? and, And what is that like if you have? Um, I'm going to defer to Sylvia. I really haven't. I felt a little one since I've lived here over 15 years, but nothing too big. But I did. you do feel it once in a while. Yeah, I'm living down in Borrego Springs, which is um, in the desert. It's part of San Diego County, and we're right on the San Andreas Fault. So <laughs> I'd say about once a week we feel a roller, and everybody has cracks in their foundation and cracks in their ceilings. And so, yeah, we feel them all the time. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine that. Uh-huh. And she probably couldn't imagine dealing with 14 inches of snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny how, depending on where you live, you get used to certain experiences. Um, you know, like if you get an inch of snow in the south, that's enough to shut everything down. Up here, we're like, that's nothing. But if we get a 110-degree day, we wouldn't know how to handle that. So it's just funny. It depends, <laughs> on, depends on where you are. I, I think... I think rain is for us, right, Sylvia? People go nuts when it rains here. Yes. Well, not to get too... Not to get too uh, far off track here, uh, before we get into a lot of the questions, I kind of wanted to know if uh, you ladies could tell us a little bit about what you're doing and uh, what prompted this. Um, <clears throat> my dad passed away in June of 2010, and... Um, it's been a it's been a vision of mine for several years, and I met Sylvia not too long after that, and started riding with her, and kind of started planting the seed. And it didn't take too much convincing to get her to to do this with me. And so it's been over a ten year vision for me um, since my dad passed, just to be able to give back and um, help with cancer research. 
And I'm sure that's been a very emotional journey. Uh, but like many other people, um, sometimes when you go through something like that, you want to find a way to, to take that bad situation and, and make it into a positive and in a way that can help others. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing and also adding a very creative aspect to it. Yes, absolutely. We both have a love for cycling, and uh, Sylvia is actually introducing me to the whole endurance and bike packing. So it's definitely a great way to um, grow some more layers and and uh, enjoy our our passion and love for cycling, as well as being able to give back for um, the larger picture and in, in such a great cause. So, what is the longest ride uh, you two have ever been on? This is the first time I've ever done something this long. I would say for me, it's 70 miles in a day, but I'll, I'll defer to Sylvia. She, she's done some very long rides that are remarkable. Yeah, I've biked across the country a few times. I've biked down the coast of California many, many times. I've, I've done a lot of bike tacking, and I also do um, like endurance racing uh, with Ram, Race Across America. So I do like next Next week, I have a 500-mile race, so I, I I do a lot of the long stuff. 500 miles. That is absolutely incredible. So I imagine doing <laughs> rides like that, you've probably seen some amazing scenery in different uh, spots. What's, what's your favorite place to ride, or what is one of the most beautiful areas that you've seen when you've been out doing these? Um... Well, I love to I love to ride in Maui, and I do that quite a bit. Uh, but where we're going last year, I rode the whole course that we're going to go on again this year, and there's just we're going to see some really beautiful things, and just the way the geography and terrain changes from you know mile to mile, state to state. That's the, I think it's the best way to travel because you are going slow enough that you can really see everything. You know what's funny? It, for some reason, uh, this conversation is making me think of the movie Forrest Gump when he's running yeah. <laughs> back and forth across the country. <laughs> and you just see all these beautiful landscapes and lakes and mountains. And I kind of am picturing you seeing stuff like that when you're out doing these. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So what is your favorite place or area with uh, the most beautiful scenery? It's got to be Maui probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question because beautiful scenery is different to everybody, whether you want a desert landscape, a mountain landscape, you know, uh, forest, woods. There's just this country has just has it all. So that's just a really hard question to ask because I just feel like, <laughs> you know, we just have so many beautiful places in this country. So <laughs> Kind of putting you on the spot, making you have to yeah, choose well, one. <laughs> On, yeah, and on top of living in San Diego, I mean, even if you right. stayed in San Diego, every single ride that you do in San Diego is different. The scenery is beautiful. You're looking at the Pacific Ocean. You can see the mountains. Sometimes you can see snow caps. I mean, where else can you live where you can go an hour and a half and be in the snow and come right back to the ocean an hour and a half later? Right, exactly. And like she said, yeah, the beautiful perspective of, you know, just a different perspective when you're on a bike versus, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour on a, on a highway in a car. So I, I would imagine if you're doing rides that are this long, there's got to be a lot of mental and physical preparation. Um, what are the, some of the things that you do uh, ahead of these events? Well, I'm really honest. About, uh, yeah, go ahead, Sylvia. Oh, and Nicole. 
No, no, you go first. I was going to defer to oh, you for oh, the mental piece of it because she's trained me for the mental opinion. piece of it. <laughs> yeah, my opinion is to, to prepare it's time in the saddle. I think hours in the saddle because not only for fitness, but just get your body prepared to sit on a hard seat for eight hours a day. That probably is the biggest challenge because of saddle sores, which are, you know, one of the many things that will knock an endurance rider out of a race is saddle sores. Mm. And I did, I wouldn't have even thought of that right away, but yeah, the, the mm-hmm. it's not like they're comfortable seats by any means. <laughs> well, you get used to it. You definitely get callous and stuff, but it's just between that and the heat and the friction and everything over hours and hours, it definitely takes its toll. So where are you going to be starting your journey and where will your journey be ending? We will be starting in Port we'll be starting in Portland and then if I have this route right, we are going to be going across the, the Idaho, the Dakotas, um, Montana, Wisconsin, into Lunnington, and then we'll, we will stop in Battle Creek where there will be definitely a great going away or I what do I want to call it? kind of a um, send-off party in Battle Creek, which will take place in the Team Active um, parking lot. And then that'll happen before we finish in Ann Arbor on the campus of the University of Michigan. Wow. That'll start July 1st, and we'll we'll end sometime around the end of July. Is that correct, Celia? I don't know. I mean, it's assuming we can do 100 miles a day with a few rest days, I'm, it's, it's 2,500 miles, give or take. I don't really know, probably more because we're on a bike and we have to reroute on certain places. But I'm, I'm the week of August is what I'm the last week of July is my guess. Wow. So that's, you know, if I'm doing my math right, like I couldn't do earlier. On <laughs> <laughs> World I, Maths Day. On World Math Day, yeah. Uh, that's about four to five weeks or so. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping fun because... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no no no! I'm just saying. I, I'm 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 just you know I'm just guessing. I I've ridden across the country and I did 100 miles a day, so that's what I'm basing it on. But there's just so many things that can happen, so we're just gonna go with the flow. <laughs> right. For all you know, there could be a severe weather outbreak, and you guys have to be sidelined longer than you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we yes. maybe we get a tailwind and it you know it puts a little bit of speed on us. Ah. You never know. So, uh, well, we will always hope for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking with Nicole Yeager and Sylvia Haas. They both live in San Diego, California. Nicole has roots in Battle Creek, and they're getting ready to do a very long bike ride called Ride for Poppy. It's in memory of Nicole's father, Marshall. Can you hang on for a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about the uh, charity aspect of this and uh, some of the causes behind that. Can you guys both stick around? Sure. Thank you. 95.3 WBCK. Joining us right now is Nicole Yeager, originally from Battle Creek, now lives in San Diego, and her dear friend Sylvia Hess, uh, also out of San Diego. Of course, uh, the ladies are going to be embarking on quite the journey this summer, and it's all for a fantastic cause. And I understand, uh, Nicole, that uh, our good friend here at 95.3 WBCK, Bobby Holly, had a role to play in this. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Bobby Holly is such a great guy. He's done so much for the Battle Creek community. And um, my dad always enjoyed dancing with him. And I just thought, what better way to send us off than uh, sing the national anthem? 
Oh, so he's going to sing the national anthem for you. That's what the plan is. Or unless he comes up with another song he thinks is more fitting, I'm totally open. I just know having him a part of it and all that he does for the Battle Creek community is amazing. Is there anything he can't do? I didn't know he was a singer as well. I didn't know that. No, he's he's a musician and singer. He's performed many times for great causes. I don't know how I missed that part. I feel horrible now. Um, so, uh, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, um, when you first came up with the idea, uh, for ride for Poppy, uh, what were some of the things you did to help develop it? And, um, not just the bike ride, but all the other aspects of it as well. A big piece of it was a defining moment I had in August of 2009 when he was about ready to undergo a, um, procedure at the university of Michigan, which is a 12 hour procedure. And the next day I was in the room and the physical therapist had asked me if I was a physical therapist. And I said, no. And I, but I had considered it. And from there she said, well, you should. So I stayed with my dad until he passed in June of 2010. And at that point I wasn't really happy in corporate America. And I made a promise to him before he took his last breath that I would get my doctorate in physical therapy, which I have accomplished. The last step is to get the license, which I take my boards at the end of April and I, I just never looked back from that point forward. I just knew this was a vision and a passion that I needed to fulfill. That's really touching, Nicole. And uh, congratulations on, on accomplishing this. Thank you. So um, as you do this ride, uh, there's a fundraising aspect of it and there's a goal. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit of uh, what the goal is and uh, what the money will go to and just kind of break all that down for us? Absolutely. Um, the When my dad first passed, we did a golf outing for five years, and we established a fund at that time, which, which is the Marshall W. Jager Head Neck Cancer Research Fund, which all goes back to the University of Michigan, um, specifically the Rogel Cancer Center. And thanks to an anonymous donor, all donations that are made to this campaign will be matched dollar for dollar up to $25,000. Oh wow! So you'll it'll be double what uh, you bring in. So the goal is fifty thousand. Um, so it would be matched to a hundred, or I'm sorry, did you say it was twenty five and it would be matched to fifty? My goal was fifty, and the anonymous donor has agreed to match the first twenty five thousand. Uh, so my initial goal is is fifty thousand. All right, that's amazing, and it, it looks like there's people who have already donated um, quite a few months uh, ahead of the run, and that is an option. They don't have to wait till the actual ride for Poppy takes place. Uh, can you share some of the links and where people should go if, if they want to help? Yes, the link to donate would be victors.us forward slash ride for Poppy, and that's V-I-C-T-O-R-S period U-S forward slash ride for poppy or you can also if you have any other questions or want more details please feel free to email me which is nkjaeger at gmail.com and i think it's my understanding you guys will also make this available on the link on wbck that is correct yes uh we're gonna definitely write up your efforts and uh put that out there and we'll include the links of course for people to uh participate as well and get more information Well, I sure appreciate it. And I'd also like to extend a huge thank you to the entire Battle Creek community for continually supporting me and always believing in me. 
Well, absolutely. And I just, again, I think it's incredible, um, this journey that you're going to take. Um, not just it sounds to, like a trip of a lifetime uh, yeah. while also accomplishing such a great feat. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And I can't think of a better person to do this ride with than Sylvia. I remember first coming to her and saying, I want to do this. And what do I do? And that's exactly what she told me. Just ride, get in the saddle, spend time on the bike. So I'm looking forward to doing this with her and all the amazing blessings and perspectives and journey that we're going to experience as we move across the country. Absolutely. We've been talking with Nicole Jager and Sylvia Haas, uh, getting up very early to do this interview. We really appreciate it. Uh, They're in San Diego, California. Nicole, originally from the Battle Creek area. And uh, they're going to be doing the Ride for Poppy ride across the country on their bikes. Uh, We will follow up and get some information and put an article together so that people can kind of get a visual of this. And uh, we would love to have both of you on again as uh, we get closer to this event. Is that something you'd be willing to do? I would love that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. Nicole Jager, uh, originally from Battle Creek, now in San Diego, as well as Sylvia Haas. We appreciate your time this morning, and we wish you so much luck on this journey, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Absolutely. Uh, So have you ever thought about... uh, Blue Moon ice cream and what that flavor actually is. I really haven't because it's not one. I don't know that I've I've probably had it at some point in my life. What? It's How could n- you not? It's not one that I seek out. You know what my favorite one is that I always get when we go to the ice cream parlor. Uh, you know, you eat ice cream so seldom. Is it <laughs> butter pecan? You got it. Okay. Butter pecan, just like my pecan pie problem. Uh, (laughs) Hi, my name is Brandon James. I got a problem eating pecan pies. Yeah. No, but uh, butter pecan is my favorite. And you're right. I don't eat ice cream a lot. And it's because I don't get ice cream headaches. I get ice cream migraines. Oh, okay. Really bad ones. So when usually when you say, I'll just have one scoop, it's still a ridiculous No, amount. you want the kitty cone. Like, I, I've been there with you when you're, you've ordered your ice cream. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want the one scoop, but I want it to be actually one scoop because usually one scoop means two scoops because they don't count the, the base layer that they put in. <laughs> I'm basically like, can you just give me a waffle cone and a teaspoon of ice cream? <laughs> So anyway, this Blue Moon ice cream, obviously, I'm the exception to the rule, very popular in the Midwest. But yeah, what flavor is it? It's a good question. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have never thought much about it. Our, our co-worker said so herself. She she hadn't thought much about it until she was on TikTok and uh, saw an employee of an ice cream shop in uh, St. Clair Shores uh, kind of delving into the mystery of the history of the summertime staple. Yep. The secret recipe for Blue Moon was concocted by a chemist named Bill Seiden, who was the chief flavor chemist at Petran Products in Milwaukee. They were the first manufacturer to be granted a trademark for the recipe in the 1950s. But today, that same trademark belongs to Weber Foods, who bought P- uh, Petran in the 1980s. So the present-day recipe today, there are a number of regional creameries who each manufacture a similar product called Blue Moon. Although each recipe is unique to that uh, specific factory, they are all based on uh, the original recipe, or at least as close as they could get to it. Um, of course, West Michigan's own Hudsonville Ice Cream says uh, this about their 
uh, Blue Moon flavor. Uh, true Midwest original. It's sweet, slightly fruity treat. The color of the summer sky. The mysterious flavor has a unique taste all its own, and it's almost as much fun guessing what makes the magic as it is eating it. So they hinted a little, seeing a slightly fruity treat. Um, but you know, any- I think my personal opinion on it, it's either like a cream soda or... Um, just a, a marshmallow cream flavor mixed with like a berry or something. Maybe raspberry? I don't know. Well, the bad news is the true answer is under lock and key, so we may never know. But here are some educational guesses from people who know and love Blue Moon ice cream. Yeah, the first guess, Fruit Loops, which I love Fruit Loops, but I, I must know. say it does not taste like Fruit Loops to me. Hmm. Uh, cotton candy. I think that's a great guess. That's a good guess. And it kind of looks like cotton candy in color a little mm. bit. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, cotton candy comes in all sorts of colors. Right. But uh, almond. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if it's combined with, uh, let's say, the next one on the list, raspberry. Okay. Or maybe lemon. That's another one. I don't know. Uh, Marshmallow. I do do think that there is a marshmallow cream flavor mixed in with that uh, fruity flavor. And then uh, vanilla. That's the other guess that people had about Blue Moon ice cream but yeah i guess it's a, a top secret deal it's uh it's like the 12 spices and you know for colonel sanders or something or like or the that. recipe to coca-cola <laughs> yeah right <laughs> original you know, coca-cola that is nobody wants the uh, the new coke flavor which is now old now if <laughs> you want to read more about this mystery of blue ice cream in the midwest you can find the link at 953wbck.com and if you scroll down there's a gallery about old abandoned ice cream parlors in michigan that needs a new owner no less yeah uh, but if you think you have the answer if you think you know what the flavor is i think you should get a hold of us yeah give us a call let us know we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your weather 95.3 WBCK. Joining us now, we got Christine Piat of Willard Library. And of course, uh, how are you doing this morning? Before I get too further down, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Lacey. How are you? I am doing well. We got a, a day we're going to be up in the 60s. Of course, it's going to be a stormy day, so it'll be a socks day, I, I would have to say. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So March is uh, Women's History Month, and uh, you guys have a series going on uh, that I think is pretty great. Well, thank you. Yes, we do. Um, tonight we're going to have, um, it's called The Power of Her Story, The Impact of Black Sororities. It's a live streaming program, and we have four wonderful guests. They're going to talk about how black sororities impacted women's history throughout the years. Um, we have Cheryl Emanuel, Kayana Roseman. Marissa Harrington, and Lynn Ward-Gray. And it's going to be a panel discussion. And from Willard Library, the moderators are going to be Tanisha Dungy and Jade Woodridge. So I think it'll be really interesting. Um, so um, that's going to be live streaming at 6 o'clock tonight on Willard's Facebook page, YouTube, and WillardLibrary.org. All right. A few different ways to get in on that. And uh, another event that is called What's Your Story? So tell us the story yes. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, every month we um, have a genealogy program, and that's this month's program. Jessica Brooks, who's a local genealogy expert, is going to um, be here, and she's going to talk about um, how you find your family history, how you can do it on your own, include your history, find more about your relatives. Um, so it should be good. Um, it is tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the downtown library, and we do ask that people register, so they can do that at willardlibrary.org. All right. And uh, something that sounds a bit messy. <laughs> so you got an option for people to get slimed coming up. 
Yes, next week is spring break, and we've got um, four special programs. These are for students in first through fourth grades, and these are in-person programs. Um, and they're going to make slime. There's two different recipes we're going to use to make slime, and then they get to take the slime home at the end of the program. <laughs> um, we're doing it four times, and we do ask that people register because we have a limited amount of people. But it'll be Tuesday, um, March 29th, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at a downtown library. And then Wednesday, March 30th, 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock at the Hall of Winter Rent. So go to willardlibrary.org and sign up we still have some room um i think it's gonna be really fun and really messy <laughs> it sounds like it and it's funny because Lacey and i recently watched a documentary about the history of the tv channel nickelodeon and slime was a oh. big oh yeah when i was younger i remember that yeah the slime was a part <laughs> of a lot of their tv shows and everything so it's, it's just funny that that happens to be uh, coming up sounds like fun and yes it does sound messy <laughs> Well, Christine Piak, Willard Library, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you again next week. I look forward to it. 95.3 WBCK, and joining us now is Emily Lokes of Celebration Cinema. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. Hey, it's a great week for the movies, and one of my favorite stars, comedians, actresses of all time is coming to the big screen this weekend, so (laughs) it's a good week for me. That is something to be excited about. Uh, we were kind of talking during the break about uh, some of our favorite films that uh, this actress is in. Um, but she's in one coming out now, and then she's taking a break, I hear. Uh, that's what I understand. So this is a great time to catch a Sandra Bullock film. This is the film The Lost City, and this film is looking like it strikes on all of the comedic rom-com uh, adventure, you know, <laughs> notes uh, that make a really fun film. It stars, It has actually a packed cast. We've got Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Brad Pitt, and uh, it appears that this is a cast that has chemistry with each other and is having a whole lot of fun making this film. It's essentially the story of an author who is lost her husband tragically and she's converted that channeled that heartbreaking loss into writing um about sort of historical romances and while she's at a literary conference she gets kidnapped uh and thrown into a real life adventure of her own so uh, it should be just a whole lot of fun to see come to the screen so i've got to ask uh, you said channing tatum and brad Pitt. are the women going to be able to handle this that's an over <laughs> that's an overload of Attractive men, we've, right? <laughs> we've got a whole screen full of hotties, but they are also <laughs> ones who just have incredible comic timing and acting chops. So you just combine that, and I, I think we've got a really fun movie for the weekend. You know, and Sandra Bullock, she just she she has been in so many fun films. I mean, dating back to While You Were Sleeping and Miss Congeniality and The Heat. We were talking about the film she was in with Melissa McCarthy. And then more recently in some more serious films like Bird Box and a few others that that are pretty intense. But I think, you know, she just is magic when there's this combination of um, kind of that that tit-for-tat dialogue and uh, physical comedy that she just is really gifted in bringing that kind of energy to the screen. And this is a film that showcases that. And definitely uh, looks like one that we aren't going to want to miss. What else is out there? You know, a lot of interesting things to film this weekend that are in limited release. So we'd have a really big Indian movie, uh, RRR. (laughs) It's an action drama, and it's the tale of two legendary revolutionaries and their journey. Um, And so it's sort of a a fight in India against British colonialists. 
in the 1920s. Um, that film will be playing in three different uh, languages or dialects um, as an Indian film and will be subtitled in English. Then we have a horror drama, You Are Not My Mother, um, <laughs> which is coming to the big screen. And so that one is, is going to be uh, an intense one. If you want something super light, Sing to Sing Along is coming to the screen. So thanks to on-screen lyrics for more than 20 of the film's biggest hits, including Girl on Fire, There's Nothing Holding Me Back, Let's Go Crazy. Those will show up on the screen and people can sing along to sing too. So... Uh, <laughs> that should be fun. And then we do have a drama thriller called The Infinite Storm starring Naomi Watts as an experienced hiker who tries to save a stranger during a blizzard on Mount Washington. So a wide diversity of movies and then some great holdovers. We do have The Batman on our IMAX screens and we have a Sunday discount movie with Spider-Man. So if you have not seen Spider-Man, um, yet this may be your last best chance to see it and at a discount as uh, our Sunday discount movie. Well, that sounds absolutely great. And of course, uh, kids are going to be heading out into spring break here pretty soon. So some great options for the whole family, I think. We sure do. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania is still on the screen free for kids. And so there's a lot for families to come in the upcoming spring break. I think the Lost City is going to be a super fun movie for older kids and for families, too. So a a lot of good stuff. Emily Lokes, the Celebration Cinema. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you at the movies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.